Hello, and welcome to the Mind Fitness Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Ursh, and my role as your mentor is to help fuel, feed, and grow your brain to enable you to live your best life. That's right, I want to help you create your life by design. As the owner of New Zealand's longest running women's gym and health and wellness coach for over 22 years, I've had the privilege of helping thousands of women transform their bodies. And what I've learned is the key to all success starts with transforming your thinking. My mission for this podcast is to enlighten and brighten your day. Bam, bam, bam. That is Believe, Achieve and Maximize. Today is episode 3-0. That means I've done 30 episodes of a podcast. And would you believe it all started with, I turned 50 and it was a goal that I had that I wanted to be a podcaster by the time I was 50. I cut it short to the wire. Like it was like, how long, Sam? Maybe five minutes before I turned 51. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it was hey, the very last day. <laughs> it happened. And here we are. 30 episodes later and over 2,300 people have downloaded. So a huge thank you to everybody that has downloaded an episode, to all those wonderful people that have shared it on social media. And Mexico is finally in the house. We have people from Mexico. High five, Sam. Love Mexico. Married. That's what we did. Favorite place. Cancun was the place that we got married. Well, actually, Islam Mujeres was where we got married. And that is always going to hold a special place in our heart. And if you want to go visit whale sharks, that is the best place on the planet to go visit them. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) We may have done it three times already. (laughs) Maybe. So today is all about significance. Significance, significance, significance. So this is all part of our series right now. How to reduce your frustration and end up with a life with way more fulfillment. On episode 27, why we do the things we do, we did an overview of all of these needs that we must get met at an unconscious level. So if you missed that episode, swing back, go back to episode 27, get a notebook, get a pen, give yourself a great drink, sit down, enjoy, and start taking some notes because fulfillment is in your destiny. That's right. No more frustration. Ursh said it. It's got to be true. So today's episode is all about significance. I want you to think about it. Don't we all want to feel like we are special? We all want to feel like we're important. We want to feel like we are needed. We want to feel like we are unique. Okay, so let's start with Tony Robbins. No one can go wrong with Tony Robbins. So what does he say specifically about significance? So he said, if significance is among the two of your six human needs, then part of meeting that need includes receiving recognition. This translates into a desire to be seen, heard, and listened to. So in short, you want to be noticed. You measure significance by what you believe makes you unique compared to everyone else around you. Now I'm going to repeat that. You measure significance by what you believe makes you unique compared to to everyone else around you. Isn't that interesting? So basically what he's saying there is that significance means different things to different people. When I want to get my significance need met, that's very different to how Sam wants to get her significance need met. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And the thing is, we all need to get that significant need met 
Now, I know you're like, I don't want to be the center of attention, or I do want to be the center of attention. Here's the thing. If you're feeling frustrated right now, and the frustration scale is up, and the fulfillment scale is down, then this could be the exact episode that you need to hone in on today. So recognition provides you with a sense of validation that makes you feel seen. It can make you feel special, or it makes you feel needed. Recognition is a major driving force behind human behavior because it provides us with a measure system to analyze and track our significance. Tony Robbins also says, those who don't devise a positive way to feel significant may end up taking drastic measures to make themselves feel good, like turning to alcohol or engaging in frequent arguments. Others surround themselves with people that they view or less skilled or accomplished to provide contrast to their own achievements. Either scenario can result in increased significance, but neither behavior is particularly healthy. So we're going to dive deep into that today. How can you get your significance need met more resourcefully so that you can feel more fulfilled? So think about it for a moment. We all want to feel special. So even the people that don't want to feel special, you do want to feel special at an unconscious level. We want to feel like we're important, like we are needed in some way, shape or form, or that we are unique. There are a variety of ways that we can get our significance. So we're going to run through a few of them and then we're going to really break down what is resourceful and what is unresourceful. So some of the ways that we can get our significance need met is you can get it by feeling like you are the best at something. So you could be an athlete, you could be a plumber, you could be a fitness instructor, you could be a author, you could be a copywriter, you could be the doctor. best. You could be a doctor, you could be the best at Netflix. Lawyer. <laughs> yeah, the best at Netflix. The best at card games, the best at video games, the best surfer. Exactly. And you can also be like, you know, you, you want to make the most money. You could have the best house in the neighborhood. Um, You could buy the latest thing, the latest gadget. You want to, you know, want to feel significant because you've got the latest iPhone or the latest Samsung or the latest um, Tesla. Like Tesla's huge at the moment for um, people getting their significance need met. Uh, Getting a master's degree or a doctorate or becoming a social influencer. You can also get your significance by being the best parent, by being the best mum, by being the best dad. You can have your significance need met by having lots of tattoos. That's right. Lots of tattoos makes you feel significant because you stand out. You're unique. You're special. And hair dye, nail polish, the way that you dress, the way that you speak. Uh, What else have we got? What's some other examples? It's just forever and ever. You could have the longest hair with the longest plaits. You could have the biggest eyelashes. You could have the brightest... um, What do you call it? Lipstick. Lipstick. Yeah, like really bright lipstick or big, big, big hoopy earrings that people see. It's anything that brings attention to you so people notice you is definitely one way of getting significance as well. So me and Sam get our significance met by having the biggest dog on the planet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and the sign written car that looks like a race car. So when we drive past, everyone knows that it's our car. (laughs) So that'll give you an, an idea. Don't try and beat us on the dog thing, though, because Dax is like, 
He, he's the type of dog that you take anywhere. Like we can pop him in the back of the car. And, you know, this morning even, we, we pulled up at the lights and we've got this little Suzuki, which we call Dax's car at the moment. And it's all sign written with the gym logo and everything on it. And we're at the uh, lights and me and Sam having a conversation. And then I notice eyes staring. And I just tap Sam on the knee and I go, everybody in the cafe is looking at Dax. He's got and his head hanging out the window. <laughs> this big, huge head hanging out of this small car. And they're tapping their partners and they're, they're grabbing their children's. Look, 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 look at the dog. Now that's a way to get your significance need met. Interesting, isn't it? So I'd love to know what's coming up for you. What do you Start to th- what are you starting to think about now? Where you think, mm. well, how am I getting my significance need met? Do I dye my hair beautiful, amazing, phenomenal colors? You know, like another way that I have always had, you know, hair extensions. I probably haven't for ten years now, but prior to that, I think I was seventeen when I first had hair extensions, which was a few years ago. And, you know, like I would get dreadlocks, I would get braids, I would um, always have long nails and nail polish, I would always have bright coloured clothing or shoes. Mm. I mean, you could look at um, TV programs like reality TV shows, very much about getting significance met. Um, Guys like to walk around with their shirts off, ladies wearing very, very little clothing, very sexy, Mm. very revealing, like showing a lot of skin on TV, like that's all different ways about getting your significance met. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is think about how you're getting your significance need met and is it resourceful or unresourceful? So get a pen and get a piece of paper because we're about to go really deep into this so that you can have way more fulfillment in your life. Oh my God, you will not believe what just happened. I'm sitting here and we live next to a park and now someone's just got their tunes and they're blowing them up. They're just so loud. And I'm sitting here almost getting angry at Sam because we had to put this podcast on hold. And we both just looked at each other and cracked up laughing. So if you're the type of person that needs to have loud music, right? Like if, if or you've got a V8 and it's like at the lights or you want to take off at the lights or anything like that. Guess what need you want to get met? Yep. That significance need is getting met by whoever is driving that car near the park for me right now. Okay, have you got the pen and you've got the piece of paper? Because this shit is about to get real. And there may be some areas that you're going to be like, oh, you're going to dun, 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 that might be me. And that's okay. Because remember, when we create awareness around something, we get to choose if we want to change the behavior around it. So number one, Right, just to recap, this is for, we're going to start with the unresourceful ways in which people, you and I, can get our significance need met. Now remember, unresourceful, is it not? it's not good for us, it's not good for others, and we focus more on fear or worry. So if we're feeling more frustrated, these are the things that are going to stand out or be highlighted for us. Number one, come on Sam. Putting others down. Ooh, down, baby, down, baby, down. Now, I don't know about you, I'm putting my hand up right now to say I may or may not have been that person a lot of time in my life, right? And the reason I say that is it was true. Like if I found that other people were doing things better than me, if I found that other people were more popular than me, if I found that other people were having more success, um, having a better life, 
And when I say success, it was never monetary. It was success and they were doing things that I wanted to do and I wasn't able to achieve it. So by putting other people down, I was able to raise my significance. And it was really important for me, you know, way back when, and it still happens. I'm not saying that I've got this mastered by any means, right? So when I notice a behavior in someone else that triggers me, I used to be the type of person that would put them down and talk about it to other people. And then I'd talk to another person about it. And then I'd talk to another person about it. And the reason is because unconsciously I was getting in need of significance being met. So perhaps you can relate to this. I'm curious, have you ever been in a situation or found yourself in a situation where you've been in a conversation with somebody and they mention somebody's name and you start to slam them, you, you start to put them down? Or perhaps it's the opposite and you're in a conversation and you don't even know how you end up in the conversation and the group or one person starts putting someone that you know, like or trust down and you're put in a really awkward position. So what's going on here? Well, basically, basically what it means is if you're standing on someone else's head so that you can get noticed, that means that you're getting your significance need met at an unconscious level, but it's causing frustration in the long run. So you're spending and investing so much energy putting other people down. Like you don't want them to be better than you. So you constantly find fault in them and you're getting your significance met at an unresourceful level. So just push pause, just pause me for a second and then I want you to think about all the people that you're aligning yourself with, who in your group of friends or family are getting their significant need met by putting other people down. So you'll go to coffee and, and the reason that they want to go to coffee is because they want to moan and bitch about what someone else is doing. And you think this is so boring, I can't be bothered to be here. Or maybe you're the person that rings other people to go to coffee so that you can slam other people. So look, we've all been on both sides of the fence, but I'm curious if you can identify the behavior in other people, you can start identifying the behavior in yourself. And then I want you to ask yourself, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel frustrated or does it make you feel fulfilled? Beautiful quote by John Maxwell. So if you haven't looked at any of his books, highly recommend his. If you're, especially if you're in a leadership role, he's always good about training leaders. So success is when I add value to myself. Significance is when I add value to others. Isn't that beautiful? So I'll say that again. Success is when I add value to myself significance is when I add value to others. So if you find yourself in a position where you're talking about other people or you're putting other people down, I want you to think back to this quote. Do you really want to be successful when you're adding value to yourself and you're standing on someone else's head to be seen or do you want to be significant and help people move up the ladder, help people move forward from where they are right now, help people that don't have the tools right now to take that next step forward towards their dreams and their goals and be a part of that journey. Number two is promiscuity. Definitely not one I have a problem with. Sam's <laughs> <laughs> rolling her eyes. So what does that mean to you? Well, to me, it just means that um, you're generally getting involved in multiple sexual partners. So jumping around, getting your significance met by being able to hook up with as many people as you can. So for guys, it would be like another notch on the belt. 
They're a legend. Mm. You're Mr. Cool. You can have as many girls as you want, and you're so awesome for girls. Unfortunately, generally it means that you end up being a bit of a, a slut, if I'm allowed to say that word, because guys, generally people don't look at it quite the same for guys and for girls. Which really sucks, right? It does, because both people mm. are doing the same thing, but for some reason it's okay for men to be promis- promiscuous, but it isn't okay for girls. Um, which is a double standard, which I don't actually agree with. I don't think either should be personally. I think um, I'm not into multiple partners. Um, but I also understand that some people, it's their way of finding significance. Yeah, and I have to be honest, this is one of the ones that, you know, I when, when I know people are in a relationship and they confide to me whether I'm a trainer um, in the past, like they'd say, I'm, you know, I'm having an affair with this person or I'm doing this and I'd be like it would put me in a really uncomfortable position because it goes it's not something that I value and then when I learned more about coaching and I learned more about this in particular it stopped me from thinking in a judgmental point of view and it made me have more compassion for the person because in my head I was like this ah you're not messing up your marriage or your relationship you're just not getting your significance need right now. And in order for you to feel more significant, you're going to sleep around. And that actually made it feel a lot easier for me. And I understood it from a a behavioral perspective. And when I share this with people, they're like, wow, I never even thought about that. So what what else could I do so that I I, uh, feel more fulfilled and less frustrated? Now, Again, people might say, hey, look, I like having multiple uh, sexual partners and that's my jam. Mm. And if that's your jam, there is absolutely no judgment. Jam away. Yeah. (laughs) Our question is, if it's causing you frustration or is it causing you fulfillment? That's the two, uh, that's the question that you want to ask yourself. Because if you're frustrated by the behavior that you want to create change around, then it's a simple fix. Because now you can identify why that's happening specifically for you. And perhaps you have been in a relationship where you have partners or a partner that has slept around on you. And this is one of your not negotiables. This is something that you highly value. And uh, I don't know about you. There's a lot of women that in our immediate friendship is like, if people are to sleep around, that is a not negotiable. They're not open to that. They're not prepared to come back from that. And when we've coached, um, well, I know certainly for me, I'm not sure about you, but when I've coached couples, um, on this particular need and they look at it from that perspective and they go oh so that's what it is it's actually got nothing to do with me the fact is is that you need to feel more significant so therefore this is a one of your habits and one of your behavioral traits hmm. yeah an interesting quote boredom is often the cause of promiscuity and always its result And I also find, you know, another quote that I uh, found from Will Smith is tons of women would love to have sex with me. And I hate the image of black men as promiscuous and able to control themselves sexually. I don't like that image. And I find that fascinating because, you know, we all automatically think that because, and when I say we, that's, you know, very general, but men, a woman think that men are all driven around sex and highly likely that they are. But when I read this about Will Smith, and I thought, I like the idea that there's a totally different spin and a totally different perspective on it. And Jennifer Lopez, she says that people equate sexy with promiscuous. They think that because I'm shaped this way, I must be scandalous, like running around and bringing men into my hotel room. But it's just the opposite. 
So I, th- I see that a lot because there's a lot of women who just like to dress sexy. They like to look good. They like to feel good. It's about themselves. It's not about something for others. And a lot of the time, and you see this quite often on television, you see it in papers, you see it in magazines, that a woman that actually dresses really nicely and feels confident and sexy in mm. her body can be um, judged judged hugely mm. for it. And then it's like you, you, you were asking for it. I absolutely hate that. I hate it when men turn around and say things like you, you were asking for it because you dressed sexy. Um, where in the world is it actually okay to make a decision based on what someone wears as to how they should be treated? It's just, that just revolts me. Hmm. That's mine. Big okay. pet hate. Oh, here we go. And you've got it. <laughs> Hot off the press from Sam. Here we go. So let's move into number three, Sam. Uh, gossip. Well, that's a real big pet hate for you. <laughs> <laughs> she just has no tolerance for gossip whatsoever. Like you can just tell. Even when I want to gossip about someone or I'm with my girlfriends and I want to just have a big gossip about the world and she just rolls her eyes and gets bored. I do. I get really bored. <laughs> I really don't care. I don't want to hear about anybody else. I don't care. I just, I just don't. Yeah. Don't like, need my significance met there. No. So the two <laughs> things, you know, like Sam, the, you know, the I guess the two pet hates is putting other people down for you and the gossip. Yeah. So what is it about the gossip specifically that you can see other people getting that significance need met? Oh, it's, it's quite often with gossip, it becomes that. Oh, did you hear? Or oh, did you hear? Or oh, did you hear? And everybody's trying to one up each other on gossip and that's how I find gossip putting people down it can have the same thing because you always like to be better than the next person but talking about other people and then trying to compete in the conversation that you found out something even bigger it's like you want to be first like gossips are all about I you know you want to feel significant and one of the ways that you can do that is by have you heard have you got the have you got got the the best scandal Do you have the best candle? I have the best candle. Oh, well, they did that. Well, what I found out is they did this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I guess, you know, like one of the things that has unfortunately, you know, as a result of being a business owner, is that what we find one of the most challenging and frustrating things that we have to deal with as a business owner is people putting us down and people gossiping about us. So we, you know, I think there was like five years there, we had like a I hate Ursh and Sam tribe. And it was, you know, like people would come to us and they'd be like, you know, and these were ex-members that had a beef of some kind or, you know, they weren't feeling significant anymore or, you know, they didn't feel like they were belonging or they weren't achieved. Who knows, whatever the reason was, because we never ever found out, right? So... When one person would leave a leave the gym, you know, ten years ago or something, it was probably fifteen actually, more so Long now. Um, they would grab another person and moan and bitch about it, and they would just, you know, like rant, rant, rave, rave, rant, rant, rave, rave. So they'd put each other down, but they'd also be want to be the first people to gossip about what Ursh and Sam had been up to. Unfortunately. Ursh and Sam are bloody boring. Like Ursh and Sam, like anyone that knows us and, you know, for any length of time, it knows that our our gym is our baby. And, you know, we work pretty much six or seven days a week. I think this is the first year. I think last beginning of last year, we actually, that was our day off. We'd have like yeah. Friday would be an admin day, yeah. you know. And so when people are not able, you know, when you're living a really dull and 
there's nothing to gossip about. People will make gossip up about you and they will and they will try to bring you into the conversation. They will talk about what people are saying about you and then they will also be in a conversation where they are involved in gossip. And for me and Sam, we this was one of the things that we identified early in business. And so there was a group of people that always would go for coffee. Uh, way, way, way back. And so we would go to coffee. And before we knew it, we were on a table with a whole room of people gossiping about other people. And the fact, and, and I was part of that process, I have to tell you. So before I knew it, I was like talking about someone else and then talking about someone else. And then I'd sit in the car and I'd be not feeling fulfilled at all. I'd be feeling even more frustrated than what I was with my current situation. So what I realized and I would like to say it was really quickly, it wasn't quickly. It, it happened probably for six months at mm. least, eh? It was actually bringing, as business owners, because, you know, it was really important to us that we were leaders, and, you know, our um, motto for the gym is you belong. And by us feeling and making and living that statement is we wanted to make sure that everyone felt like they belonged, that there wasn't just a kingpin in our club. There wasn't a group of people that were a kingpin in our club. And... When people end up teaching for us or people end up working for us, it gives permission for other people to talk about them. They, they put them down because, you know, they're friends of the owners or they're friends of the business or, you know, they think that they're all that right now. And the gossip became so toxic that it was actually having a huge impact on our energy levels. And worse than that, it was having an impact on how we were running our business. And it was also validating the people that were starting the gossip to say that it was actually okay for them to continue to gossip about other people and for them to continue to be, you know, significant in our club. So that was something that we put a stop to and we're very cautious now of, you know, when we're in conversations with people, especially as business owners, when we're in conversation with people, you know, how are we feeling about that? And would we talk about that person? Would we say what we're about to say in front of other people to their face? Or would we not? Because if you ask yourself that question, like if you, and because some people don't know, like some people actually don't know that this is happening, right? So they think, you know, I'm talking, 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 because they want to vent. They want to vent and they think it's healthy. Well, my question to you is, if the person walked in right now, would you be embarrassed? If the person walked in right now, would you sit down and say exactly what's coming out of your mouth right now? Or are you the type of person that walks away, runs away? Because you are getting your significance need met when you're gossiping about other people. And then when you're trying to get other people involved, so you'll go to, to coffee for with one person, you're going to gossip about it, and then you're going to gossip about it, and then you're going to gossip about it until you've got a whole gang that you've now recruited to gossip about somebody else. But guess what? You're the person that's putting other people down. So you're always going to end up with more frustration. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. This is happening on maps right now. Like this is the primo, like I said to Sam the other night when we watched this. No judgment, people. Don't judge me for watching maps. It's like, remember I told you last week. That's how I get uncertainty need met. It's, a, it's an unresourceful way, I'll be honest about that. However, if you are watching maps at the moment, right? Married at first sight. Like what have we seen this week, Sam? Like this is the best example of gossip and putting other people down i just like to clarify i think they have gossip every single episode in general Absolutely. <laughs> that's why people love watching it because mm. it's drama 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 mm. um but yeah like this week where they've had um what's her name dominica 
and her image being put out there and everybody knew about it and no one said anything about this photograph of her almost naked being put out and they're gossiping behind her back and everybody knew and they get to the dinner party and one of them says something to her she had no idea and everybody tried to justify because now they're all backtracking backpedaling because they know that what they were talking about behind her back was wrong and yet no one was actually standing up and actually saying I'm sorry we absolutely shouldn't have spoken about it we should have come to you first everybody was justifying their behavior because now they felt freaking bad because they knew that their gossip was terrible gossip terrible mm. and so that's another way so if we think about putting others down um, promiscuity and gossip you know those are huge ways to get your significance need met so think about where in your life right now are any of those showing up the fourth one as well this is also a biggie is sad stories about yourself so I'm sure everybody knows somebody who when you t- sitting down for a coffee or you you give them a call or you talk to them, they go straight into, oh, you, this is what happened to me. And they have a story about themselves. Often it's something from a long time ago that they haven't yet managed to get over. Or it's a great story because when they tell it, people watch them. They become significant. They become the center of, of the attention at that time. They feel important. They feel special in a negative special, but they feel like, I've got your attention, therefore I now, I'm now i feeling significant because I have a very sad story to share with you. So that's another, another way of getting an unresourceful form of significance, mm. which isn't going to make you feel fulfilled and like life is amazing. It's going to bring frustration into your life, but it's a way of getting attention. And one of the ways that it does bring frustration about is because that now becomes your identity, you know, like sad stories about self. And this was one that I was really conscious about. So when I was going through uh, my diagnosis for my liver at, the, at that time, I, uh, it was really important for me uh, not to, one, share the story because I had to get my own head around it, but two, I didn't want anyone to know what was going on for me because my identity was all related to, you know, I'm a gym owner, I'm a um, fitness and uh, wellness coach. And at that time, I knew that my identity, that the, the what was going on for me was my identity was shifting. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a mindset mentor and here I am having my own mess-ups in my own head about, shit, what's going on and what does this mean for me? Does this mean I can't do this? And now this has put limitations on here. So I noticed, you know, like, as soon as i talk about it, it would be like people would want to know more information and more information and more information. And I started to feel significant. And then I didn't. Because I thought... Every conversation now, I'm starting to, especially with my family, I'd be like, they'd say, you know, what's going on, Ish, and how is this, and what's going on here? And I'd be like, wow, here I am discussing, you know, my blood test. Here I am discussing my appointments. Here I am discussing X, Y, Z about a diagnosis. And what that means is now I'm living in the identity of being a sick person. Although I wasn't a sick person, right? But I was starting to believe that I was a sick person and that my body wasn't going to heal. So it becomes really draining for other people to be, to, for you to talk to them. Like you'll, you'll say to someone, what's going on? And they, they go into the drama of the story or they're living in the identity of who they used to be and they haven't yet realized that that's not serving them in a really resourceful way. So the same shit that happened a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, eight years ago, and I'm not um, saying that it wasn't 
traumatic or it wasn't something that is not worth mentioning. I'm just curious, is it creating more fulfillment or are you stuck in frustration? So that's the question. So when you talk about yourself in a really sad way, as opposed to being an empower, you're talking about yourself in an empowering way, are you fulfilled or are you frustrated? Um, and the other one, which ties in quite quite closely mm. to this one, is being um, number five is being in victim mode or being a victim. Mm. Um, so it's also it's that same idea of telling stories about your past and getting your significance need met in that kind of, this is what happened to me. Mm. I've been through all of this. And that can give you significance because people will stop and listen. People want to, will hear you. And so instead of being um, not noticed, not seen, and being sort of in the background, you have a victim story that you can share or you can have a victim mindset um, and people will take notice of you even though it's in a negative way. Because they're not Absolutely. noticing you for your positivity and for all the amazing things you're doing and your energy and your um, your love for life. Instead, they're noticing you because of your sad, your sadness, your story, um, what's happened to you in your past. Mm. And you know, I just share a story with you. When I, uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode, I think I covered it. And when I had a breakdown, which I call my breakthrough, at age 28, and you know, life came crumbling down for me, and there was. It was such a challenging time and I felt really isolated and really alone and, you know, I, I struggled really badly with depression and agoraphobia at the time. Well, you know, I was the victim. I was playing the victim. Like someone would say something like, you know, I've had depression. And I'd be like, oh, depression's easy compared to being agoraphobic. And it was just like wearing the crown of honor on who could be the best victim. And I, and you know, full transparency, I had no idea. I, I was just, I had no idea that these needs, you know, had to get met. And that was one way I was getting my significance need met, by being the person that was going through drama, um, trauma, and I was getting people to feel sorry for me. You know, like, and how are you feeling today? Did you manage to get out of bed today? Did you manage to find your gratitudes today? And it was just like, I was managed, I, sorry, I was aware that at the time people were giving me attention. What I wasn't aware of is that was me actually getting my frustration built up and up and up and up and up. So maybe there's a time in your life where you've been playing the victim and it's all about you and it's all about your circumstances or your actions or your behaviors lately. And I'm not saying that this is not something that doesn't need to be shared because I believe that if we're all going through struggles, you know, mm. sharing a problem halves a problem, right? And it's not, we're not talking about the shame in your life that, you know, I don't want to talk about that right now and we're going to keep that inside. It's not that at all. It's about if you are, if you're taking on the identity of being in a, playing a victim role and you can identify that, then you now have the power to create change around that. So this is all about creating awareness in your life and perhaps you have certain areas or certain people that you play victim to. So maybe you need more attention from your partner. Maybe you need more attention from your boss. Maybe you need more attention from your family, your mum or your dad or your sister or your brother. And if you are playing a victim, they will come to your rescue, which makes you feel significant. This is a great quote that we just pulled up here, that you can't think 
and mm. act like a victim and insp- and expect victory. That's right. You can't. Take it from me. I was like the queen of victim. Like I was the queen. Like I owned it like a queen. Okay, number six. Lying in a way that gets us caught. Yes, that is your way of getting your significance need met. So when you lie, people can actually call you up about it. And people are often confused by this one. And I'll give you an example. A brief one is like, say that you are having a secret affair. And most people don't want to get caught. But some people don't give a shit if they get caught. So they'll leave a receipt of, you know, going out um, for dinner. And they'll be like, well, how come your dinner bill was so expensive? They'll leave a receipt from the jewelers or they'll leave a receipt from a gift that um, is not for you, but it could be for their other person. It can be real basic lying. Like it's, you're not covering your tracks well enough to not get caught. Like it's real simple lies. Like I'm going to be going here and then someone can validate that you're not there and then you get found out. So that is also your way of getting your significance need met. Mm. And then the last one that we want to cover today is rebellion. So really the lying in a way that gets you get caught and rebellion is kind of quite similar as well because you're being a rebel and you're just running a fine line. Like you know you're going to get caught and you know it's going to happen eventually, but you're going to do it anyway because it, gives you, it makes you feel significant because you're being a rebel. Yeah, so give us some examples of what being a rebel means to you, Sam. Well, like things like breaking the law, like going in and stealing clothes from a clothing store, um, driving really fast mm. and being a super rebel and getting your getting a speeding ticket, um, you know, weaving in and out of traffic is another one. Um, what about gangs? Oh, definitely. Like there was one yesterday, I was just telling Ursh about this. I came home and I went past the little, um, what's it, the headhunters that are just down the road, right? Drove past their driveway, sitting in the traffic waiting at the traffic lights and one of these loud ass motorbikes significance comes out from behind me mm-hmm. and um hold on a second i'm just gonna just slow the story down a gang member leather patch tattoos dark sunglasses always predominantly seen in black and a mask that's got like a skull on it over his face significant 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 significance lots of tattoos motorbike that is so loud you want to have headphones right yeah. So carry on. Anyway, anyway so, so he a- comes out from behind me. He goes, on this motorbike. And we're all sitting in this traffic. And instead of just come driving up behind me and just stopping like all the cars, no, he pulls out and drives down the middle of the opposite side of the road, straight towards the cars that are coming up the road. The cars have to stop. And he then weaves between the cars coming towards him and the cars that are parked and then just accelerates at 100 miles per hour up the, through the traffic light up the hill on the other side. And it's like the whole world needs to stop and watch me because I am freaking awesome. And that was it. It was the whole thing. It was such a major significance move in an incredibly unresourceful way. Hmm. Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, you got your kids as well. They just have to be rebellious. They, they, they know what they shouldn't be doing, but they do it anyway. So what did you do as a kid? Give us some examples of what parents may be able to look out for. Oh, I used to, I hope mum's not listening right now. I used to jump out of my window um, <laughs> late at night and go out partying with some friends potentially. And in South Africa, that's not the safest thing to do anyway. Um, 
on the weekends when I was at boarding school, we used to sneak out of the boarding school and go and go to the movies and stuff that we weren't allowed to do that. We could have got caught. And might I say we were in South Africa, so walking the streets isn't necessarily that safe. Those are a few rebellious mm. things. So rebellious things there. Kids are looking at, so if you're a parent, you know, smoking oh, yeah. or vaping. That These are two big things of getting their significance need met. Um, of taking drugs, of smoking dack, you know, at an early age. Of going to parties and being the first person that gets drunk. Of, of selling the drugs at the party or, or selling the alcohol at the party or selling goods. This is also people's way mm. of being a rebel and getting their significance need met. Like having like seven earrings in each ear, having a nose piercing... Those kind of things, having a lip piercing, a tongue piercing. So why are you looking at me, Sam? (laughs) (laughs) So if you are, look, okay, five ears I had, you know, I had my ears pierced five times when I was at intermediate school. So, and also tongue piercing. If those are the type of things that, you know, you're noticing in your children or you're noticing was you, that is just simply a way of you getting your significance need met. So... How interesting is significance? Like, we could talk about this forever. But we're going to keep you hanging. Because (gasps) we are going to cut it off right here, right now. Because... We're going to, because this has been such a great podcast, really identifying <laughs> all those unresourceful significance needs that we have and how we're meeting these needs in a really unresourceful way. And what we're going to do is instead of trying to slam you in for another 20 minutes and too long, we're going to come back tomorrow. Yep. And do a, a second part, part two of significance, where we're going to teach you. We're going to teach you fulfillment, but we, you know what? It's going to come out on Tuesday. So at the moment, every Monday in New Zealand, we release a podcast. And this week, we're going to release two podcasts. So we're going to do significance broken down. Today is all about how you can get your significance meet in an unresourceful way, which is causing frustration. And then tomorrow's episode is all about how we can get our significance need met and feel more fulfilled so that we can show up better and we can own our life. We can create our own life by design as opposed to living life by default. So enjoy the rest of your day. Don't get a little bit grumpy. Don't get a little bit grumpy. And don't even email me and say, but Ursh, I want the new one. I promise you, it's going to be like less than 12 hours, 24 hours. You will have access to it because we're going to record it right now. We're just not going to drop it until Tuesday, right? And don't feel bad about the having to put lots of ticks next to all of these because putting others down, promiscuity, gossip, sad stories, victim, lying in a way that gets you caught, being a rebel, those are very normal behaviours and we've all been there and we've all done them. Okay, so, I can tell you, just as an example, promiscuity and lying in a way that gets us caught, those are the two that I don't identify with no, in any way. I don't identify with so them. So what don't you identify with? Um, those two? Those two for sure. Um, gossip, I I know what it is. I just tend not to get involved in it. Putting others down, I don't like to be involved in that. But I and I'm not a rebel anymore. I'm very boring now. I call myself adventurous, not rebellion. So, but victim, I've who hasn't been a victim at some point? Who hasn't told a sad story about self? Let's be honest. Um, lying in a way that gets me caught. Try not to get caught. Not a fan of getting in trouble. So I'm a little bit of a goody two shoes. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to sharing what how Sam gets her significance need met because she actually doesn't identify with a lot of these. She has done in the past, mm. but she now gets her significance need met in a more resourceful way. So have a most amazing day today, and remember, share this out. Sharing is caring. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode. 
If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend or share it on the socials. And don't forget to tag me on hashtag MFM, Mind Fitness Mentor. And if nobody's told you today, remember, you are loved, you matter, and you are more than enough. Remember, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. I can't wait to see you then.